Welcome once again to Moving Right Along, a dog-driven podcast brought to you by ToughPigs.com. This is the podcast where we watch A Muppet Family Christmas two minutes at a time and talk about it a lot. I'm your host, Ryan Rowe. I'm your other host, Anthony Strand. And today we have a new guest sitting in our guest chair. She's joining us for the first time on this mini-season, but definitely not the first time ever. Guest, please introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Raz Strand, and I am Anthony's wife, and Gonzo is my favorite Muppet, (laughs) and I love Christmas, and I'm so excited to be here. Yay, we're very happy that you're here also. And today we are talking about minutes 35 and 36 of Muppet Family Christmas, in which Kermit and Robin say goodbye to the Fraggles, and the whole gang says hello to Miss Piggy. Woo-woo! We pick up with the Fraggles uh, celebrating the great job they just did singing the song, Pass It On, which is just a thing that Muppets do. They get to the end of a song, and then they just, they're, they're just so happy that they just sang that song and did such a great job on it. They're going crazy for it. They love yeah. it. That's how I feel after I sing a song. It's true. I do the same thing. It's absolutely true. Do you nod your head like that, like Muppets do? Yeah. Just yeah. like, yeah, good job, everybody. Good. Nice job. Yeah, should. Uh, Gobo says that's the way Fraggle presents work, and Robin says he loves it. Now, so we talked before, yeah, about how certain characters in this special who don't normally interact essentially have the same voice, right? And to me, that is never truer than in this moment, where like I, I've mentioned, we listen to the audio in the car a lot for this during, mm-hmm. during December, and. That's the way Fraggle presents work. Ha <laughs> ha, I love it. Sounds like the same person. There is no discernible difference. Like yes, to... If, if you didn't know, it's the same person. Right, to an adult with a discriminating ear, I think it's clear that it's the same person. But I think we just talked about this a day or two ago. Like, he, you can tell that Jerry Nelson is making an effort to make Robin sound more youthful. Like, he knows that these characters are going to be talking one after the other. And he's, he's trying to differentiate them. Right. I think that's true earlier. And then here he just forgets to do it. <laughs> Could be. I Iris can't tell the difference. Our daughter is a little voice chaser like her dad. So she can't tell the difference. It took me listening to the CD, though. Mm-hmm. The visuals. I, I listen to the visuals more than the audio. Yeah, I think most that's right. Of the time. Mm. And so once I heard the CD, then I'm just like, yeah, I can see what you're getting at after telling me 15 times. Yeah. It's the same voice. Yeah, but so there you go. Like, it didn't stand out to you the first time or the first five times, even no, though it is no. discernible once you're listening for it. Well, Muppets are such a visual thing. Like, it, it's even whenever you're listening to an audio, you're still picturing them and who is saying what. So if you know who it is, then that's who it sounds like. Yeah. It sounds like Robin. He doesn't sound as Canadian as Gobo. That's the other thing, yes. yeah, It's true, yeah. <laughs> so then Moki gives Boober the Fraggle Pebble that she got from Red last year, which they previously established. Of course, she places it in his palm below the frame because Moki is a live hand puppet who can move her fingers, but Boober is not a live hand puppet, so he can't actually pick up objects out of other people's hands. So... There's that. But then he's um, just holding it. So it works seamlessly. Oh, yeah. 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 You, you never think about it when you're just watching this not two minutes at a time. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, they, they said this too, that Boober already owned this pebble at some point uh, four years ago before he gave it to Wembley. So this is really uh, Boober's being reunited with this pebble. 
So pass it on is really pass it around. Uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. They they don't have that. Many I guess friends. we don't know who gave it to Boober before that. Do you think it just has been circulating between the five of them? I think that Feeny Fraggle gave it to him. <laughs> Could be. I think that Large Marvin found it. He probably gave it to Red, trying to get on her good side, yeah. and then Red's just like. Yeah, I'm just going to keep this amongst my friends now. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> and every every holiday season, Large Marvin is like watching from afar, sadly, as they just give it to each other and they never let it back <laughs> into the circle. One eye bigger than the other. That's Marlin. <laughs> oh, that's Marlin. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, it's okay. You're thinking about Marlin, which makes sense. Those I'm are almost the same name. Marlin, Marvin. Marlin. Yeah. Excuse You're me. thinking of regular size Marlin. I'm thinking of regular size Marlin, not large Marvin. Marlin is the one who talks like an impression of Peter Lorre. Yeah. I'm going to get my pebble back one day. Yeah, that's Marlin. Right. Yeah. yeah, okay. <laughs> that's who I was thinking of. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, then Kermit says uh, they have to be going, which, do they? Like, what's, I mean, do they really, well, what's going on if they have to, like, they just met the Fraggles. Well, but did they, though? Because then what does Kermit say after they leave? Um, you never know something. I don't know. I didn't write that one down. He says it's great to be with friends at Christmas. So yeah, maybe he secretly knew them, even though they didn't know. Oh, him. right. This was our this. This just backs up our conspiracy theory that Kermit has always known more about Fraggle Holes than he let on. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That yeah. makes a lot of sense. Yeah. It does. I mean, it makes sense that there might be a Fraggle cave near the swamp. Mm-hmm. And he, like, grew up with them. Mm-hmm. And then once he got to Hollywood, he's like, yeah, I probably shouldn't tell anybody about. Yeah, about he's been protecting friends. them. Yeah. And then he just couldn't resist with his nephew. I totally get that. Could if be. I knew where there was a fraggle hole, the first person I would tell would be a kid. Your nephew. My nephew. Ethan would not fit, though. He's like six. <laughs> Six four. He's very tall. Yeah, that <laughs> might be a problem. When he was little, though. When he was little, I, the first person I would tell would be when he was the size of Robin. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Before they go, though, Boober wants Robin to have the pebble. So now it's it's out of the family. It's he's he's sending it into uh, the the world outside Fraggle Rock. Oh, any final thoughts on the whole Fraggle sequence at all? I love how I don't know how to pron- correctly pronounce this. If it's Huga or Higgy, um, but I think of the Fraggle Winter Festival as totally Huga. Um, Because they're just so minimalist and cozy and their outfits are so cute. I can see somebody adopting this as like their cabin motif or something. They're just like, we're going to have a Fraggly Winter Solstice and it would totally work. What is this word? Okay, I heard it from Frozen the Musical so it may not even be a real word. No, it's a real real word. (laughs) It's he. So it's H Y G G E, and it's a it's a decorating style or a feeling which is like cozy and comfy and warm, oh, but sure. also kind of like simplified, like just being satisfied with the people around you and mm-hmm. and the love. And so that they, they just I know that they're Canadian, but they're reading very Scandinavian. Mm. Very huge, and it makes me all warm. <laughs> so wearing them. adorable winter wear, but just living in a cave would, would qualify. Yeah, yeah for abso- sure. Absolutely. I think that you I might like need a swing made out of rope, but that's not that's not certain. I might be making that up. 
That that absolutely sounds like something you would find in Fraggle Rock. It's true. It does. It's true. So then no sooner do Kermit and Robin exit the Fraggle Hole than they hear Scooter calling. He says, we hear shouting outside. It could be Miss Piggy. And then they run upstairs and they don't actually hear shouting as far as I, I can tell. And also, why would Piggy be shouting on the dog sled? Like, right. <laughs> She's on a dog sled, like, all fancy. Why would they hear shouting yeah, outside? Yeah, I, I mean, unless it's the dogs barking that Scooter was misinterpreting as shouting. But why not just, like, we hear noise outside. Yeah, yeah, that's what I always assumed. I mean, he is friends with dogs. True. So maybe he just interprets barking as shouting now. Yeah, oh, maybe Scooter understands the dog language like Ralph, and we just oh, don't know that. So nice to speak a second language <laughs> exactly so they're they're looking out the window it appears to be piggy kermit asks the chef to go make some hot soup which i would definitely not trust the swedish chef to do i do enjoy that kermit takes charge like we're at the muppet show oh yeah he's the director yeah he's just like chef go make some soup mrs bear whose house it is go put some extra blankets on a bed yeah, like, yeah. presumably in case piggy has hypothermia yeah <laughs> I, I, guess. I actually noted that like he just turns into the director yeah and it's like why they survive anything is because kermit is just like oh, okay everybody do something practical for three minutes okay yeah and then we can get back to the musical stuff right it's just a, a different kind of show and this show is making sure that miss piggy survives the night uh so gonzo says there she is and yes there she is a pack of sled dogs appears on the hill outside the farmhouse they're pulling a sled i think there are eight of them and i don't know if these are dog muppets that we've seen in a previous production so they may have built eight new muppet sled dogs for this they're they run so well though like <laughs> yeah. i love that they they didn't do any joint work with this they're just legs are just flying through the snow back and forth back and yeah. forth but i think that with all their fur it just looks great it looks like they're just they're just flying across the snow well they look almost like bunraku style like the mm. japanese shadow puppetry yeah. like they don't you almost don't even really see the dogs it's just like they're silhouettes that's true and it looks super cool yeah it does the puppetry on them looks great yeah um miss piggy is sitting on the sled looking resplendent she actually kind of turns to smile at the camera as she passes by and standing on the back of the sled is a driver wearing a uniform complete with one of those furry hats that i don't know the name of is it uh, jerome it's well not exactly we'll we'll find out who it is in a second <laughs> but uh <laughs> floyd says uh in response to gonzo saying there she is he says yeah and she don't look bad for a pig so it doesn't matter to floyd that miss piggy could have died out there in that storm it's it's just always a good time for a pig joke floyd and... does not appreciate fashion despite his sergeant pet for costume <laughs> like that yeah i mean well you know he's trying to pay homage to the beatles there so yeah, but it's old like when the muppet show's on old. when the muppet show's on that costume is just like 10 years out of date it's not like right. cool and retro yet right? yeah that's it's just true. like he's been wearing it since 1967 yeah so <laughs> i think that everything that piggy stands for he's like not just that you're a pig but also like what do i care about what you're wearing like yeah. he has yeah. no no ties to fashion yeah no and you know he has that whole too cool for school thing so yeah where mm -hmm. i'm like sitting watching this going 
oh, I wish that that kind of beauty was attainable by humans. <laughs> she just looks so perfect. She does after everything she's been through. Yeah. So uh, Peggy says, Merry Christmas, Kermie. Am I late? And then the driver speaks up and hey, it's Doc. What? He it's says. Doc. In contacts. Yeah. Somehow. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> he says, I don't know how to explain this, Kermit, but I was searching through the snow and there was Miss Piggy with this costume for me. Well, I love I love the lampshading of I don't know how to explain this. Yeah. Because there's no way he could explain it because it's nonsense. No, it's inexplicable. Yeah. Like, it's, it makes absolutely no sense that, first of all, that Piggy just ran into Doc. And also that she had a dog sled. A like, dog sled. Like, yeah, not just the costume, sled. but also a dog sled and eight dogs. Yeah. Well, the fact that she had not just a costume, but a big enough costume to fit over the parka that he was wearing earlier <laughs> and make it still look like it fits him because I just cannot believe that Doc would have actually changed out in a blizzard. Right. So I'm yeah. assuming that it fit over his clothes. Yeah, good point. Do you think those are Jerome's clothes and Jerome is dead? Oh, no. <laughs> Jerome is Miss Piggy's chauffeur. Oh, chauffeur Jerome. Jerome got the limo the stuck, stuck in, in the, the snowbank. Snow yeah. Okay, so you're, you're <laughs> suggesting that Jerome is still in the limo stuck in a snowbank and now he's not wearing anything because he was just his wearing but... this you know military you never saw him this military costume maybe I don't <laughs> poor know. jerome yeah i'm sorry i should be more sensitive to jerome poor jerome I'm sorry. jerome was never heard from again we never do. It's true. It's all true. But... she has a different chauffeur named maurice <laughs> it also occurs to me that it's impressive that this costume is the right size for a human anyway, because like for all she knew, Kermit might've been the one who was going to come looking for her. And then it would have had the costume would have had to fit Kermit. So maybe she even had multiple different sizes of That's costumes. That sounds like, that sounds like for the, whoever showed up to be her dog sled driver. Well, and also like, where's her, is she sitting on her luggage? Well, she, we can see a bunch of presents in the sled. Yeah. So maybe her luggage is underneath the presents. Yeah. I don't know. Or maybe it's just all new outfits that she bought herself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm sure she did do some Christmas shopping for herself. Uh, she did an itsy bit of Christmas shopping. Including presents for her own self. Yeah. For herself, right. Mm -hmm. Although, of course, the answer to all of this is that it's Christmas magic, right? Like, Well, it's Christmas magic and it's Miss Piggy magic. Like this incarnation of Miss Piggy can just make anything happen. Whatever she wants to happen, it, it, that's just what's going to happen because she's Miss Piggy. Which is true of most things in her life besides her relationships. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. She can control almost everything that has to do with appearance and being on stage, but she cannot control who hits on Kermit or who Kermit gives the huggies gives, to. Gives the huggies to. Yeah. yeah. If I'm... <laughs> <laughs> so Kermit says, you don't have to explain, Doc. If there's one thing Miss Piggy knows, it's how to make an entrance which we just talked in our bonus episode not long ago about the Muppets, a celebration of 30 years, how there was a montage in that of like dramatic Miss Piggy moments. But there, at that time, there weren't even as many big entrances as there have been since then. So Miss Piggy continues to be a, a big entrance person. Although as we talked about in that episode, it's kind of every TV special with the characters up to yeah. this time. 
It's like they it didn't happen on the Muppet Show, but every special, it's like here's people carrying Piggy in on a gold throne. Right. Here's Miss Piggy coming down a giant flight of stairs or whatever. They just it just became expected when she became a huge star. I do think that I like to note though Kermit kind of gives himself away here. Everybody else is still pretty much inside, but Kermit rushes outside in the cold at the end of a blizzard and he's and he's a frog. This is dangerous, okay? He could go into hibernation any second and not yeah, and he's not wearing clothes here, yeah. He's not wearing any clothes. Yeah. And he just runs out. He's ready to get Miss Piggy in it. You know, he always plays aloof, but I I like to think of Kermit as a man who shows his love by his actions. Aww. And so he just rushes out and it really shows that he cares about Piggy, even if it's not even if it's not as romantic as what she would like, or at least as much PDA. <laughs> you know, I, I always thought that it was sweet that it's just like, nope, I'm outside. I have no clothes on, even though I wear a lot of clothes in this special. Right. <laughs> and Kermit's just totally ready to greet her. It was really sweet, I think. Yeah, and he spent the whole special worrying about her, even though she's not worried about herself at all. Yeah. Well, Piggy don't need to worry about herself. She's got this. So Piggy starts singing, oh, there's no place like home. And that's where this clip ends. So we'll have to wait until tomorrow for her to complete that thought. I assume she's doing an impression of Dorothy from The Wizard of Oz. There's no place like home. There's no place like home. Yeah, that sounds appropriate. She's going to be clicking her heels together. Yeah. I have a theory. There's, There's no place. This farmhouse is no place like home for these eight sled dogs that she's going to leave outside in the cold and we never see them again. Oh, no. There must be... Wait, wait. They, there's a kennel, though. They've said that there's a kennel. Oh, that's true. Yeah. They can move in with, with Rolf and Sprocket. Yeah, they'll have a great time in there. If she clicks her heels three times, Jerome will show up. Aww. <laughs> happy ending for Jerome. <laughs> I need Jerome to have Jerome, a happy hey, ending. Jerome now is I'm fine. just worried Jerome, about him. Jerome is Why fine. Why did you tell me this? He's at a cafe. I'm so so worried that nobody found him. He's at the mall. Still. People, okay. uh, who is going to stop and be like, oh no, a limousine stuck in the snowbank? Everybody's <laughs> going to be like, nah, they don't need help. They got cell phones. Like, <laughs> nobody's going to They got a car phone in 1987. They got a car phone in 1987. Yeah. Yeah, but Miss Piggy has a car phone. I need Jerome to have a happy ending. Jerome, is, Jerome, is Jerome better no. show up in the next few minutes. Rosalind. Jerome is at <laughs> Jerome is at the mall. He's sitting in I don't know. Let's say Benetton, just hanging out. He's fine. Okay. Well, I guess that we'll have to wait till the next time. But if Jerome doesn't show up, guys, <laughs> I'm and gonna have a hard time going to bed tonight. And it, you know, it's such a bad storm. They're they're keeping the mall open late because all these people need a place to you know to hang out during during the blizzard. So and it's Christmas Eve. So unfortunately, capitalism dictates that they have extended hours oh yeah right yeah jerome's getting his shopping done everything's good yeah okay i guess i believe you all right then any final thoughts on these two minutes i got all mine i know all right then in that case (laughs) we can wrap things up for today Uh, we will be back tomorrow so join us once again for another episode of moving right along Bye. Bye. Merry Christmas, frogs. (laughs) Merry Christmas, fraggles.